Alvin Kamara arrested in Las Vegas for battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. The incident happened on Saturday at 6.30 local time at an elevator bank outside of the club at a casino. Kamara obviously in town for this for the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl not the Super right? Bowl. Almost yep. the Super Bowl. Eventually there'll be a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. For now it's just the Pro Bowl. Yeah. But the victim identified Kamara. There's video. The victim says that he was trying to get onto the elevator. He got pushed by Kamara in the chest. Right. He pushed back to get away. He got knocked down, kicked, punched, punched, unconscious. Eight punches, they're saying. Fractured orbital bone. Right. Uh, and may need surgery. And Kamara was arrested and uh, charged with battery causing serious bodily harm, substantial bodily harm to make it accurate. Um, and uh, he's going to have to deal with this. And, and if it's on video, what do you do? If it's on video, what do you do? It, I mean, it's right. Am I wrong to say that the police is kind of like basically saying the video backs up what the if they guy said the video so backs far, up what the guy right. says. So that's not a good look. Hey, listen, the NFL wanted a team in Vegas. They're going to get a team in Vegas. And they, this is the thing that's scary is, again, we're some crazy incidences in Vegas here for two years for teams. I mean, you know? Well, and this is Pro Bowl in Vegas. I know, and, and, but, but it's just, you know, it's, again, the NFL, players in Vegas, all of that, it's, it's a dicey situation. I'm, I'm for it. I like Vegas, too. But I'm just saying, in that city, with the NFL guys' frame of mind and all that, it, to me, that's where it can get about dicey. It. Think about it. Yeah. You take the best of the best NFL players. Yeah. You give them a paid vacation. Right. Drop them among everybody Every, else in Las Vegas. Right. That was why they liked going to Hawaii, because yeah. in Hawaii... They're off to themselves. They're by, they are. They are you're away protected. from everybody. Right. You've just been in, there in yeah. Hawaii, right? You're right. You're just it's, in the it's, hotel it's, with your team and a few other people who are just at the hotel or whatever. No intermingling with anyone right. that may agitate you. And you know how men full of testosterone yeah. behave. Right. And you know how you get a few drinks up, in them. Get, it's right. Yeah. And somebody says something to somebody. Somebody looks at somebody and uh-huh. they say, you got a problem. Right. When you're around everybody else in Las Vegas, I mean, there's going to be a temptation to challenge somebody. For all we know, this guy started it and Alvin Kamara finished sure. it. Sure. But Alvin Kamara is the one who crossed the line and is going to be in trouble uh-huh. for it. But, you know, that, that, that's, you're absolutely right. Las Vegas is a destination for so many people, and when they get there, they kind of let their hair down, and they do whatever, and you act differently than you would at home. You do. And you get people mixing together like this, and it's a recipe for problems. It's a recipe for problems for all the things you said. It is. And then, you know, let alone, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, famous NFL athletes, some money in their pocket. You know, in an instance like this, too, like you're saying, you know, probably has a lot of just his not football friends but friends around him too so you have that crew there you know things yeah can get crazy it can get crazy it just I'm, I'm surprised I am going to say I'm surprised because Alvin Kamara just he's always been you know acted appropriately does not seem hot-headed you never even see him get mad on the football field to get a personal foul that's where I was shocked to go, like, man, Alvin Kamara beats somebody up that just doesn't seem, you know, within the, you know, within his personality. Uh, so that's where I'm a little surprised by it. But, yeah, this is going to be an issue. The Saints are going to have to deal with this. Kamara's going to have to deal with this. It seems like there is clear evidence. And, I mean, when there's clear evidence like this, if there is for what they're saying, like, this is going to lead to suspension for him. I would have a hard time believing it won't uh, if the video backs up what the defendant's saying. When the NFL beefed up the personal conduct policy eight years ago, the baseline for any type of battery committed by a player is six games. And yeah. it can go down or it can go up. Mm-hmm. And regardless, and he's there on NFL business. Uh, Not that the NFL is responsible for him, but this is no different. Looks worse. This is no different than, because I'm always a, 
a firm believer in the idea that when you're off duty, you're off duty. Yeah. And your employer should not have jurisdiction over the things you do. That's between you and the criminal justice system or the civil justice system if you get sued. But just because you got into a fight and beat somebody up at a bar doesn't mean your job should be changed in any way. Certain crimes, yes. Yeah. But, but for a lot of them, it's not your employer's business. Right. As long as you can show up at work, right. that's all that should matter. Yep. But when this is you're there with a for your NFL job, thing. you're there connected to the NFL, right. you're there for an NFL event, that is so much different than if this had happened in Las Vegas in March when you're just going to Las Vegas you're to right. hang out. I, I, and I, I think that's going to raise the stakes for this, too. I and and so. it could cause the NFL to go harder on him and create, not that they ever create a precedent because folks, they just do whatever the hell they want to do and then they work backward to justify it. Sorry, but it's true. But this could be one where they say, you know what, this is no different than a guy going to Pittsburgh the night before playing a game at the Steelers and leaving his hotel and getting into a fight with somebody there. You're there as an emissary of the NFL. Again, not that the NFL is legally responsible, but I think morally they think, hey, we decided to have this event here. We brought all these guys to town, and one of them beat the crap out of some guy. Yeah. Allegedly. And one of the faces of the, you know, the NFC team. I mean, one of the faces of the league. And, and, Mike, I agree with you. I I think this is one where they're going to make, like, they're going to make a point of it a little bit. Because of because of all the optics and kind of things that you've kind of laid out there, uh, they're they're going to set precedents. They're going to try to send a warning shot to me off of this type of thing to all future yes. Pro Bowl players. The Super Bowl being in Vegas in two years to go, you mess up, and this kind of weekend where we're supposed to be the star of the show, the Shield is, and you screw up as an important member of the Shield. I think they're going to send a, a warning shot across the NFL NFL PA bow right here. And I, I do think he's going to get substantial suspension. They've got the discretion under the personal conduct policy to yeah. do whatever they want to right. do. That's the thing. They set it up to do whatever they want to yeah, do. But this right. factor, I hadn't thought of it until we had this conversation. He's there on NFL business. Even though he's off the clock at the time, it's not like he was there for some appearance for the NFL. But he's there on NFL business. The only reason he's in Las Vegas is because he's in the Pro Bowl. That's going to make this worse, not better for Alvin Kamara, and who knows when it gets resolved. You know, they they have developed a habit of waiting for the resolution of the criminal case before they will impose discipline on the personal conduct policy, but with something like this, I don't know, does he get put on paid leave? I I think a lot of it depends upon whether or not it's a misdemeanor or a felony charge that's ultimately lodged against him, but it could be. It could be that if this criminal case is still pending when September rolls around, he's available, but not available to right. the Orleans Saints. He's on the payroll, but he's not playing. Yeah. That's a possibility right now. We don't know how upset the commissioner is going to be about this. This is going to be one of the many topics, I assume, that someone may raise with the commissioner on Wednesday when he has his annual press briefing. True. Last year, I had about 20 people there. This year, is going to be about 100 there. There's a lot of... Today's, <laughs> oh my hey, that's gosh. one of those days. He's, 65 he's million a right year. now. That, that's one of those days where you earn about 40 million of the 65 million. Oh. Because that's going to be a rough day. I got to think like Roger Goodell here is 3.30 uh, Pacific time. He's in a meeting with NFL lawyers and people right now already getting a briefing on how do I answer some of these damn tough questions yeah. I'm going to get in two days. And, and really, that, that's how it works. They will. And, and I suspect that they'll probably practice. I like, would think so. With yeah. this kind of stuff they got to talk about, yeah. I would think that you know, you need some practice. And the question becomes how many of the topics are actually hit on. And, and that's where it becomes just like this weird scattershot, random who manages to get their hands on a microphone. And yeah. One of the things we saw last October, we wrote about this at PFT, when right. he was getting hammered on the Washington investigation, 
one of the spokespeople rushed a microphone. Where's a friendly? Rushed a microphone to Tim Graham right. of the Athletic, who covers the Bills, because he knew Graham was going to ask a question about the Bills Stadium. Right. To kind of change the topic, right. and uh, there <laughs> yeah. may be some of that going on. They may avoid certain people. I won't be there. <laughs> they don't want you there. Shereen's going to be there. This is, this is what's going to be good. Show up. Why are I'm going to show up? Because we're working. Oh, damn. We're working. Can we just do a live camera next to you <laughs> while you're sitting there asking questions, and I'll just react from here on the desk? What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Shereen some really, really bold and gutsy questions since I'm the one that doesn't have to ask them. She's <laughs> yeah. the one that has to stand you up and ask them. Don't hate me. <laughs> hate Shereen. Why is she asking these things? No, I'm, we've already had the conversation. I don't want to put her in an uncomfortable spot because yeah. it is. It's, hey, go ask this. Go ask this. It's easy to say that. Yeah. It's a lot harder. It's an awkward spot. People say all the time, because I'm already getting emails from people. I hope you go to that press conference and you stand up and you call BS on this. It's like, you don't understand how it works. It's their turf. They're inviting you to come. Like, somebody invites you to their house. You don't go in and start turning furniture over. There's a way to conduct yourself right. in that setting that is right. professional. And yeah, would you, would you like somebody to say, nah, I think that's that's kind of some BS. That's for the people to react to afterward. Yeah. In that setting, the, just the rules of basic decorum is you don't stand up and say, uh, sir, I think everything you said is BS. Yeah. That's for people to write about after the fact. And voices will chime in. I mean, I will. Sure. If he says anything that I think is BS, yeah. I'll write it after the fact. Of course you I'm will. not going to say it to his face because right. he's bigger than me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's probably more powerful than me. Well, he can no, be fired. There is, there is a respect All I have to there. do is make a phone call. Yeah, the, I know. I'm yeah, kidding. You respect the position. You respect the individual. I feel like if you were there, too, and nobody raised their hand to ask a question and you raise your hand, they would literally be like, anybody? Anybody, anybody got else? a question? Anybody? Yeah. I don't see. I don't know who that is. I don't is. even know who he is. Yeah. Who How'd you get in guy? here? Who invited <laughs> you? Who let you in? Um, but but it's a balance you have to strike. You do have to be professional in that setting. But once the words are uttered, then it's fair game to write and speak and say, I don't like that answer. I don't think he answered it the right way. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Let's take a break. When we return, Jay Croucher from Sports Bet is here. Some PFT props as we get closer and closer to Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be back with more PFT Live and PFT PM from Super Bowl 56. Make you some money. Listen to Jay. Yo, good stuff, Chris. Enjoy, uh, yeah, drinky, drinky, smoky, smoky. I will. Yep, feel free to partake, too. There's no rules. You're allowed to. That was Chris Sims and Jay Croucher of PointsBet, and Jay is here in the flesh with us here at the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, this is you're within the four-foot bubble, I which means I can hit you. fair game to punch you. I love you. it. I love it, Jay. Uh, Jay, how's it going? I wonder how many times I'll hit him in this second. Yeah, too no, no, let's too keep it low. Let's keep it low. Let's keep it low. How's it going? Good. Good to be out here. Just got back to the States. Missed our segments with Chris. Yeah. It's been fun, but yeah. uh, glad to be back here. Good, good. All right, so let's let's break down the game first off. Just, you know, I, you're, you're so knowledgeable. Uh, I mean, you do a great job for points, but, but you know, when you spe- speak of the game, four and a half, you know, Rams favored by four and a half. Like, you know, do you view it? Do you look at it being logically logical? You, you like where it's at right there? I think so. It yeah. opened three and a half and yeah. then quickly went up. Uh, all of our early money was on the Bengals, which surprised me. Mm. I think that Joe Burrow just has such an aura right. about him where people are just they're happy betting on him. Right. And they have more confidence in him than Stafford, where Stafford is so high variance. At any moment, it feels like he can throw a pick six, whereas Burrow, even though his stats haven't been great in the playoffs, right. just feels like the better quarterback quarterback and someone you can trust uh, but the Rams are the better team they've right. shown that over right. the course of the season that's why they're favored the weird thing though is just the price in home field advantage like what that means because the normal things you'd expect with the crowd which the Rams might not have anyway even yeah. at the best 
of times. Right. And then also the travel element is a bit reduced, but the familiarity with the stadium definitely helps the Rams. Yeah. Jay, one of the things that fascinates me about the spread, you know, it implies that the odds makers think the final score is going to be about in this range. But I think if it's that close, like if it's Rams five or six points, that's not going to happen. If the Rams beat this number of four and a half, they're going to beat it significantly. Or they're just going to flat out lose. That, that I don't envision, like in a lot of these games, you think, okay, the final score is maybe going to be 27-21 or 27-23 or something like that. I just feel like if it's that close, that just blows the door open for the Bengals to steal it from them. I really do feel like the Rams have to come out and take it and just knock out any potential for Joe Burrow to work. You like the Bengals in a close game. If it gets close, If it's close, I like the Bengals. If the Rams are going to cover this spread, I think they're going to cover the hell out of it. I guess that's my point. That it's more, it's less about the margin and it's more about who do you really like to win. And it seems like it's leaning toward people really liking the Rams to win. I don't know. Am I I reading that wrong? No, definitely. I think that's right. And I think that there are just, there are so many ways this can be a disaster for Cincinnati, right? Where Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times against the Titans. He's under pressure all of the Chiefs game and he manages to weasel his way out of it. There are a lot of scenarios where this game is about Aaron Donald and Von Miller and also that this Bengals defense, which really against the Chiefs, they got back into that game with a really strange kind of uh, tactic of, of dropping those eight back into coverage and rushing three uh, and there is the thought that maybe their defense which has been better in the playoffs isn't sustainable the Rams have a lot of lot advantages yeah and right. uh, and it could go all wrong but at the same time the Bengals they just beat the Chiefs on the road yeah they've looked like a completely different team the right. second half of the season as Burrow really has been empowered I think in the passing game and so yeah I mean it could very well be a blowout but I don't think anyone would be surprised if the Bengals win no I, I don't either but I, I do agree with you know both your sentiments I think if there's a blowout I'd, I'd go the Rams are going to be the one that does that certainly you know three what the so you said some of the early money went on the Bengals early on all the Bengals and then Rams money I guess has taken over here as of late yeah and right. I, I really think that if Joe Burrow didn't dress so cool to the stadium that people wouldn't be betting on the Bengals as much Ooh, I think there is a huge that, element yeah. of just the cultural thing right. with Burrow the fact that there are these photos of him wearing Cleveland Cavaliers jerseys from 10 years ago. I think he is a man of the people. And I think the people, uh, I think a lot of betting is, is like, who do you want to go down with? And I think people are more comfortable going down with Joe Burrow than they are Matthew Stafford because they've seen it. all the pick sixes in prime. I time. get that. But screw that. Matt Stafford's on <laughs> a real is... team with support. And he's in the Super Bowl in the first year. So I don't agree with that mantra. Totally. It's fascinating, though. I think we overlook the reality that people do bet with their heart, yes. not their head. Right. And it's more likely that that is reflected in the early impulse. I got to ride this wave. This is great. I love the this kid. I'm going to go, Burrow, I'm gonna go bet. Joe, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. All right, so wait. Here's another interesting angle, I think, about the game. I, I really think this is a year where a quarterback maybe doesn't win it. Like, mm-hmm. I know Burrow and Stafford, of course, are going to be in the, the, the favorites if they put up big stats. But you've already, like, mentioned some other ways this changes. Mm. You know, would I be shocked if we got done on Super Bowl Sunday and Aaron Donald had four sacks in the game and a one strip sack fumble? No. And if he does that, he should be the MVP like a Von Miller was or something. So that, I, I find that interesting as far as, like, the, the betting lines for MVP. i, I got to think they're a little different. I'm just seeing them right now than, than normal. 
Definitely. And I think that Aaron Donald, the thing with him is that if he's close, if he has a case, there's going to be such a push to give him the award right. because he's Aaron Donald. A lifetime because achievement. He's, and yeah, everything. it's like the yeah. Martin Scorsese in The Departed. He gets the Oscar, right? So <laughs> right. I think that Donald, he will have that push. But at the same time, he doesn't really get the massive sack numbers, typically game yeah. to game. Right. He had that one game against Arizona in primetime where he dominated the game and he right. probably would have got MVP for that. But outside of that, it is really difficult for a defensive player to win MVP. It requires right. multiple turnovers or a lot of sacks or the type of game that Von Miller had against Cam Newton and the Panthers. Yeah. But I think I completely agree this is a year where a non-quarterback could win, but I think the guy is Cooper Cup. Because I think that Cup and Stafford, they're a lot closer together in terms right. of their chances to win. And you almost have to view Cup as a quarterback. Yeah. Because so much of Stafford's production goes directly to Cup. Right. Cup was the guy who was getting MVP buzz over Stafford at yeah. the end of the season. Right. And I think that, you know, Cup just with his production, I keep on waiting for Cup to have a bad game. It just doesn't happen. He's no. just so consistent. No. Receiver is intriguing too, because even though there's never been an NFL regular season MVP that's a receiver, Quick count that I just did scrolling through the 55 Super Bowls, seven receivers. If you count Desmond Howard, who really wanted his kick yeah, returner, so returner, six right. receivers. When you have zero as a regular season MVP, but six times, it's all about the game you play that day. Yeah. And, and there is an opening there for somebody to take it away from one of the quarterbacks, even though, you know, recent years it's been quarterback. But when it's not quarterback, it's something like, what, Malcolm well, Smith? <laughs> I hope they, like, adjust this a little, the voters. Like, there's been years where quarterbacks won the MVP, and they have no right. Like, Eli Manning, first MVP to beat the Patriots. Yeah. The defense was the star of the show. Right? Who would you have given it to, though? I mean, I mean uh, in or uh, Tuck. I mean, yeah. they had two. They both had double sacks. I mean, you know, I mean, I'll go to New England and the Rams, the, the upset, right, with down in – I mean, how does Ty Law or somebody on the defense not win the Super Bowl? Brady threw for 95 yards before the last drive where he threw for 60, 40 more yards to get 140 yards in the game. He had 145 yards passing. Right. To yeah. win the MVP. <laughs> so th this has to change. And I already don't even like like where you're going with the Cooper Cup thing because it's the haters. He's going to get it over a Matthew Stafford. Even mm -hmm. if, Matt, and if Cooper comes to, because it's just going to be like, well, we just, we've so long, we've been saying Matt Stafford's not that good. So we don't want to justify it with an MVP now, too. Yep. And that annoys me. But I do think you're right with the Cooper Cup thing. Yep. And I don't think it'd be even crazy. Like if Jamar Chase went for 200 yards like he did against the Chiefs at the end of the regular season. Well, the thing with that, though, yeah. is that Burrow... Burrow didn't overtake it. Well, even in that game against the Chiefs where Jamar Chase has 266 yards, three touchdowns, yeah, does, Burrow, does Burrow win MVP yeah, right, anyway? Because right. he has 446 and four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, that's a valid question. So I think that uh, it's so hard for right. a non-Burrow Bengal to win MVP, I think, yeah. just because of that. Right. That's the messed up, though. Yeah. You hear that? It's yeah. impossible. Like, it, it, Burrow should win it. Stafford, if you have a good game, well, we can justify the reasons why you shouldn't. Yes. Uh, I, I have an issue with that. Yeah. Not well, with you, just an issue. I think Burrow, if his three playoff games so far, his stats haven't been that good. No. But he no. would have won MVP going away all three right. games. So that's just something to yeah, consider. Definitely. If you're talking yourself into, you know, Trey Hendrickson, I think that it, it will take a lot. He just wants quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl MVP only if they have a game like his dad had in well, Super I, that's, Bowl 21. <laughs> that's the bar that Chris sets. Yeah, well, I, I, I do look at it as MVP should be for a special you know, performance. And I understand that. But, the, yeah, I, I feel like at times it's been watered down a little bit with just giving it to the quarterback. And I don't always love that. Well, I, in some years it's like, who the hell do you give it to? I know. Super I know. Bowl 53, that 13-3 to snooze yeah. fest in Atlanta, right. it ultimately goes to Julian Edelman. I mean, that's one that where the, Tom one. Brady right. didn't get the default right. award. You're it's right. like, we got to give it to somebody. We don't yeah. know who. Nobody really stands out. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand it. You're right. It, it, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We do seem to have a, we have a lot of stars in this game. Lost Anybody stars. you look at. 
like off the beaten path, not necessarily maybe to win the MVP, but a guy you look at to go, ooh, like statistics could be a big thing. Odell, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, anybody jump out to you there? I think that one thing is that both of these coaches, I think in their hearts, they really want to run the ball. Yeah. Like McVay with Akers has just been running him into the ground right. when there has been nothing there. Right. And if Akers can break a couple big ones, gets into the end zone and the Rams win comfortably yeah. and Stafford doesn't really have to throw it that much, I think that's a potential avenue. Right. Joe Mixon has had big games in the past. It's just very difficult to see you know, the game unfolding where he would get the volume, I think. But, but I think Akers, he's, he's live. And as well, Jalen Ramsey, two picks. Sure. Shadow coverage on, on Jamar Chase. Who knows? Maybe he yeah. could be an outside chance. It's weird. There was a stretch in the middle of the season where the Bengals discovered that Joe Mixon could really get it done for them against the Raiders and the Steelers. And then it was like, ah, screw it. It's been fun to throw <laughs> it. They and lost. The hell yeah. That. Yeah. 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 I know. They did. They, they definitely become a passing team, certainly. But I think like uh, Jay's point about the run game, I think both teams, nonetheless, will continue to run it to a degree. Maybe not necessarily always worried about if they break a run. Mm. But I think the other aspect, just, you know, at least for me, football X's and O's guy standpoint, where I go, they're going to just want to run the ball just enough to where it still keeps away, play action pass, now we can go for a big shot. Yep. That's where both teams are. I'm very impressed with Zach Taylor and McVay. They're not necessarily worried about the yards they get from running. They're into the attempts. Yep. The attempts keep the linebackers and the safety at the second level still thinking, wait, i got to stop the run. i got to stop the run. And then you go and stop the run, and it's, oh, no, Jamar Chase got behind me. And that's where a lot of big plays happen. And I think that's where it could be exciting, too. I'm excited for that. Definitely. Uh, OBJ, right? Mm-hmm. Last two weeks kind of been on fire. Yep. You know, last week 100 yards. week before that was about 90. Yep. I could see him having another big game, too, because this might be the week where Cooper Cup, finally a team goes, all right, I've seen enough. <laughs> It's been 19 games this year, 20 games. Like, let's double him more. And these are the type of teams that you go down the line here. It's hard to match up with the rest of these guys one-on-one. Potentially. I think if you're looking at OBJ having a big game, the thing is that there's such a small sample of his work on the Rams. He hasn't played that many games. And so there is the upside where he could have those big games. And if you're looking at at OBJ, I think the big thing, even more than the yards, is that he got 11 targets. Yeah, right. More than he's ever gotten as a Ram. Seems to be trending in that direction. And he's also got the profile where if he has a big game, he can win it because he's famous enough. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, you're right. He does. He has that profile. No doubt about it. And it seems like he embraces this moment in a way that... That it's not unexpected, but you just feel him preparing to rise to the occasion. That he's been in the NFL yeah. since 2014, same year as Aaron Donald, one pick ahead of Donald in the draft, and it's been a long time coming for him to ever even get an opportunity. You smack those two guys together, one on each side of the ball, and there's that desire to to not squander the chance because you know he's got to look at it and say, look at everything I had to get through to get here in the first place. Yeah. There's no guarantee it's ever coming back again. Yeah, uh, agreed. I, I, he 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 like full disclosure, uh, and I'm hoping I think we're going to put a clip on my social media. He had, he addressed it with me a little bit when I was in L.A. last week with the Rams and spending the day with them, where he knew like. I said, is this like a legacy moment? And he'd be like, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say yes. I'm aware of what's at, at stake here. And I do think there's a hunger from this Rams football team because they got some star players that I think feel like the other star players in the team feel like you should get a ring. Mm. We, Odell, you've been great. You deserve to be in this category. Cooper Cup, you've been great. Jalen Ramsey, you're one of the best. You deserve to get a ring. Aaron Donald, of course, that's all the team talked about was getting a ring for Aaron Donald. I think that you know adds a little motivation for the Rams football team to a degree at least. And I think if Odo Beckham Jr. gets a Super Bowl ring, isn't he more likely to go somewhere else next year? I mean, I, I think know. it's a lot. I don't know. I just because somebody's going to offer him a 
crap load of money. Damn, I know. At some point, I just want to go <laughs> stay with a team that you know you like. He likes living here. They know how to work it with them. Like, this would be one spot if I was Odell and he ever asked my opinion. i go, take a little less and stay with the Rams. You, you love L.A. He likes living there. Just do that, and they'll find a niche for you. McVay, as we're saying, to your point, Jay, he's shown the ability to get the ball to both guys here, and, and Odell's still learning the offense. So uh, it's kind of cool. Anybody else like you think we should be checking out in the game? Anything other angles that are interesting to you that, that come to mind here before we let you go? Yeah, I just think the, the game, it, it's just all about Stafford because Stafford, every game he holds a grenade in his hand and he's been keeping <laughs> the thumb on it right. the past three games. Right. But at any point, he can just let it go. Sure. And not only does he submarine, you know, his own chances at MVP, he destroys everyone, he destroys yeah. the team. And I, so that's scary. He, he made that throw. He took his thumb off and Tart dropped it. And so if he gets this game up, for, uh, throws it up for grabs and the Bengals capitalize, you know, the thing is, is when we talk about the line and everything, generally an interception, that costs you five points yeah. against the spread. The Rams right. are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Right. One Stafford pick immediately flips. Yeah. And so that's the thing. If you're a Rams man, that's right. the one thing I'd be concerned about. Yeah, okay. right. Tart's quote after that game, because I respected him. He faced all the questions, owned up to the mistake. He said when he threw that ball, I thought he – effed up and he said the word yeah we're gonna win this game what well, all right he drops so it. one thing before we got to go commercial break it's been bothering me all week and i'm glad you read me down let me there were still 12 minutes left in the football yeah, well, game i know like Ten. people act like Ten. the game was over on that I play I here's the other thing too like stop being such revisionist everybody jalen ramsey dropped the ball in his chest and he was going to walk into the end zone mm-hmm. i mean he dropped another one that was in both hands you know they missed a field goal Stafford threw an interception on the forward yep. line, to your point. So there was many opportunities and things that went into play. Stop everybody boiling it down just as The game wasn't over play. then. I agree. If yeah. he makes that pick, the game's not over. But, right. but it would have taken the wind out of the 49ers. Like, or the Rams. They would have had to do right. a lot to get it no back, doubt. I think. No doubt. All right. No doubt. Jay. Jay. Awesome. You're the man. Time to go drinky, drinky, smoky, smoky? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we'll be back with more <laughs> PFTPM and PFT Live right after this. Ass. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, when you watch him, what is so different about him than anybody else? And what's the big key for you guys, whether you all see him a little bit or he just chases Jamar? Yeah, I think uh, he's definitely probably the best cornerback in the NFL. You know, and I think he do a great job of watching film. You know, I think he do. Um, he, he's just so rangy. He's a big guy. You know, he, he's bigger than average corner, you know, so that's what help, helps him a lot because he can cover a lot of range and he can get to a lot of sport spots sooner than other other corners, you know. And um, I think we just got to go out there and play our game. If, if we just go out there and play our game and, and make him play his best, that, that's what we need. You know, we, 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 us, we love to compete. You know, and no matter what, wherever he's at, uh, we're going to take chances and and throw the ball to our guys. Bengals receiver Tyler Boyd on Jalen Ramsey of the Rams. What a star-studded group the Rams have on both sides of the ball, really. What we're going to do today is draft the best defensive players, Super Bowl 56, either team, both teams, best six, you go first. All right. Well, I mean, you know who I'm taking number one. That's Aaron Donald. I'm definitely going to go there. Yeah, I should. One of these days, I'm just going to keep the first. Pick. I don't know but why. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. I don't know. You want to do it? No, no. Go ahead. You take Aaron Donald. Right. That's I fine. Mean, yeah, well, we want to spend a lot of time. But yeah, Aaron Donald, of course, is the one guy you look at that can wreck the football game. And the stats might not even show it. That's what's amazing about Aaron Donald. Doesn't mean he could bust into the backfield 30 times in the game and not get a sack or a tackle. But he is the guy that f the play up, like we like to talk about so much. And somebody else gets the sack or the tackle. Uh, but you know, you mentioned it already, Mike. 
Aaron Donald, yeah, I mean, he is in a rarefied air of, to me, in the room with Lawrence Taylor and Ray Lewis and Reggie White for the best defensive players in the history of football. And he gets this ring to go with it. Uh, he's definitely going to be in that room. And who knows? Damn, he might be the leader of that room. So now I'm torn. Yeah, where do you now go? Now I'm torn because... Well, I don't want to go Rams, Rams. I know, but right? oh, but the best even's of players. We're not here to sp- uh, spread the wealth. We're here to pick the best well, even's of players. Well, I'm I know to see where this goes. But but when you consider right, because yeah, Von Miller's a former yeah. Super Bowl MVP. But when you consider that Trey Hendrickson doesn't have an Aaron Donald, and Trey Hendrickson still wreaks havoc, and you know. When the Bengals paid him in free agency, there was some criticism of, yeah, he had his career year and his contract year. Right. Is he really going to step in and do well? And he's done pretty he's damn done, well. He's done, definitely. And in a defense that doesn't have the same top-to-bottom star potential that the Rams have, right. Hendrickson stands out. So, I know. I and, got if, you. And, if, and if they're going to win the game, Hendrickson's got to get to Matthew Stafford and either hit him force a fumble, or force him to throw one up for grabs. Yeah, so I, I'll go Hendricks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, he definitely deserves to be in this conversation. There's no doubt. You're, you're damn right. I questioned it too, Mike. I'm with you. I was one of those guys. Was this just a one-year, you know, a little bit of a contract? You know, things fell into place, but he certainly proved me wrong. He is a force. I think it is like I think your point's real too. I would be shocked if we don't get into some of these third and seven, third and eight situations where they drop eight guys into coverage again. And now, yeah, it puts more pressure on three guys rushing. But his ability to collapse the pocket and do all that stuff is is damn good. He really is, and he's disciplined, and he's not worried about a quarterback here in this game that has to run like he did last week with Mahomes. Um, i got to go with Jalen Ramsey next, though. Uh, Jalen Ramsey just, you know, you heard Tyler Boyd there. He's, he's the top corner in the sport, I think, right now. Does everything. They're not going to just match him one-on-one with a guy, you know, all game long. I have a hard time thinking they'll do that. I think they'll pick and choose their spots as far as when they want him to, to match up with a Chase or a Higgins or somebody like that. But it's everything he does. Yeah, you can put him on an island. He's great in zone. You, know, you can put him at nickel. He's a great tackler. He's a great tackler for a corner. He tackles like a safety. It's really rare to see an all-time great corner tackle the way Jalen Ramsey does. That's where he's really good. He gives their defense a toughness and an attitude the way he flies around. Uh, so, you know, Jalen Ramsey, easy pick for me. I guess i got to go Von Miller then. I mean, yeah. how, how can a, a Super Bowl MVP, and I know it's been seven years ago. Yeah. It's amazing. It's I know. Been, no, six six, 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 six. It was six. I get screwed up with the whole Washington Commanders patch. <laughs> I got my years messed up. It was 2015 season, yeah, 2021 season, six years. Yeah. But, you know, he's gotten better as the year's gone on, and they're going to be determined to stop Aaron Donald, and they just don't have the line. They don't have the resources. They're, they're, the, the cupboard isn't sufficiently full of ingredients to slow down all these guys. So, Vaughn Miller, if they manage to keep Aaron Donald from screwing everything up, that's going to be opportunities galore for a guy who has played and thrived in this kind of a setting in the past. You're right. That's to me, and and really thrived really ever since the Rams have kind of had the pressure on them coming down the stretch of the regular season into the playoffs. He's without question been one of the defensive best defensive players in football the last three or four weeks of the regular season into the playoffs. You see here from this highlight package, he does everything well. Von Miller is not just like a one-trick pony where you just go, oh, he just rushes the passer. He's amazing stopping the run. He's very good taking on blocks or even making the blocker miss and kind of squeaking by him to make the tackle on the running back. 
He's, of course, experienced and smart, so when he sees screens, he's hard to screen on that side. Usually great pass rushers, you can throw screens to them because they're so worried about getting to the quarterback. So, I mean, I'm with you there. He's, he's special and, you know, maybe not in the room of, like, you know, Aaron Donald and Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor, or Ray Lewis, but, like, in the next room yeah. where it's like, you know, yeah, you do one more special thing, we might let you in this room here. Yeah. He's still going to be in the room with all the bus. He is going to be yeah. all in the room with all the bus. Just not, just, not in the, just not in the, the in elite, extra elite, little elite. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, man, this is where it is tough. <sighs> oh, there's a Je- I love Jesse Bates on the Bengals. That's not my pick, though, so hold on. DJ Reader is really good at the defensive tackle position, but I really think the next best defensive player in this game is still a Rams defender, and that's I'm going to go Leonard Floyd. Wow, yeah, I am. Leonard Floyd is to me one of the most underrated defensive players in all of football. He is making 16 million dollars a year. He's not a sack machine, so that's why it's not as a, a big a name. But he can get after the quarterback. He's Six five, long as hell, praying mantis. He's amazing against the run, and he's amazing in coverage. Leonard Floyd is kind of the guy to me that's like their jack of all trades. Does a lot of the dirty work that might not be sexy or noticed by all of us, but if they didn't have him, their defense would not be as good. Very versatile, a really good player. I'll go Jesse Bates. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I think he's this good. is a contract game for him it too. Is. Yeah, it it hasn't gotten a deal done, and right. this is his opportunity to yeah. get that Dexter Jackson, Larry Brown money. I mean, right. we. We've seen and both of those guys. Was Larry Brown the MVP of Super Bowl 30? With the two picks that Neil O'Donnell threw right to him. him, And it should have been... Who's the guy it should have been for the Bucks in 02? The other oh, Dwight Smith. Back. Dwight Smith. Dwight Smith had the yeah. two pick sixes at the end of the football game. Yeah, but the game. votes were already in. They were already in. And Dexter, Dexter got Jackson. two early ones, so he got it. Yeah. And did... did Wait, where did Dexter Jackson go? He ended up going to... Hold on, you're right. He left and did went to... go to the Bengals? You go to the you know Raiders? I think he went to the Bengals. Yeah. He went to the Bengals. The Raiders, Raiders signed got, uh, Larry, Brown, Larry and, Brown and Desmond Howard and after the MVP, right. and neither guy panned out. Right. But uh, hey, Jesse's really good. If you're going to have a big game, yeah. that's the time to have it. The very last game of your contract, and you can hit free agency and uh, make some big money. Let's big hit a break. Against the Titans, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, right and it's, the game. it's the yeah. time to do it. Hey, do all it. the other teams are home watching you yes. while they're figuring out what they're going to do. He's a baller. Great time to have a great game. We'll be back and wrap up this Monday edition of PFTPM and Tuesday morning edition of PFT Live right after this. I think if you, you look up cool in the dictionary, there's a picture of him in some Cartier shades. Um, this, this guy is smooth. Um, and truly, as I, you know, I didn't, I was from afar and then getting to meet him, you know, championship time, going back and kind of just kicking it with him. Like, you can't help but like this guy. Um, he, he's going to be one of the greats, I feel like. And I truly believe that um, Joe Burrow, yes, is, is definitely cool, for sure. I have a vague recollection. Not all that vague. 100, 200. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., a little NIL money for <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow before curve. it was legal. He was ahead of the curve. Remember right. what a mess that was? Right. I mean, he was handing out cash. And then remember he tried to act like it was Monopoly money they or something like money. that? It yeah, was they re- tried to wasn't real money. money. <laughs> LSU tried yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's not real money. Not real money. Yeah. Because, you know, because guys like Odell, they, they walk around with fake money in their pocket. That's what they do. Just in case I want to mess with someone, I'm going to hand them some fake money. That'd that would actually be a pretty good play. That's where I want to just be like, well, why is there even a rule for that? Yeah. First off, like, do they well, there isn't think ex-players are going to come in there and just give, like, millions of dollars to players and be like, oh, here's my money. Take all of it. So what? He gave the guy, like, Justin Jefferson $1,000. Like, get over it. 
But uh, Joe Burrow is cool. Yeah, and Joe Burrow's got a great way about him. And Odell Beckham does, too. There's a lot of stars in this game. Man, it's you know, amazing. I, I know people are like, oh, it's the Bengals. It's still the, the, the Bengals are an exciting team. And, and look, football isn't like other sports where you need a big market team. It's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl sells itself. You can have any two teams. If they have earned their spot, you can't just, like, pluck out the Jaguars and the Lions and say, hey, they're in the Super Bowl. If you've earned your spot right. through the fires of a regular season and a postseason and you are the last two teams standing, that's good enough. Yeah. And 100 and X, I don't know how many million. I'm always amazed by the number of the audience because I compare it to the size of the country and I say, what the hell else is everybody else doing yeah, right. for what those four hours on a Sunday I, I, night in right. February? What rock are they living on? Yeah, where are you? Watching? It's what, America. What, what else is on? Yeah. I know. I mean, just the, the FOMO factor, right. you would think that they would be tuning in. I, I would think so. It's, it's, it's hard to avoid just anywhere you go right now with people not talking about the Super Bowl. you really got to be disconnected. I'm, I'm with you there. But I'm also with you in the fact that it's why I can't wait for our game on NBC. It, it is. It, to me, is one of the more fun. We have young stars, proven stars, you know, guys coming to their end of the career where you want them to get a Super Bowl like an Aaron Donald. Not that it's coming to the end of the career, but he's been here for a while. And, I mean, Burrow, what he's done, Stafford, you know, changing his perception in the, in the NFL lures. I think there's so many cool storylines and playmakers. Hey, I hey, really love it. And listen, Joe Burrow. Two number nines. Joe, Joe Burrow needs to do a little research on Dan Marino because Marino got to the Super Bowl his second year. year too, and he just right. thought, I'll be back right. four or five times, and he never came back. That's yeah. the thing. When that window opens for you, that's the one thing about the Super Bowl that is it's, it's a shame it that somebody is. has to lose. But somebody is going to, at the end of the day, say, oh, I almost said it. But, and and, it, and it's going to be tough for either team, whoever it is. It always is. Yeah. But I feel like both of these teams deserve to win it. Is there, a, is there a way? No, Do we have a tie? There's not a way. Can we get Donovan McNabb involved and have a, a tie way. in the it's Super Bowl? There's not a way, but at least William Burrow's got a lot of years in front of him, so hopefully he can come we'll back see. again no matter what the result. But you're we right. We will back, uh, back be here. Be back, back here. Be here. Way to land the plane, dumbass. Yes. Enjoy your evening. That's him, not me. See ya.